Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Sea Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, we, we, we missed you last week. It was a kind of a weird week for myself. I was, I was moving. I just moved across the country. So I'm going to kind of go back and forth between Atlanta and Los Angeles at the moment. So we had to take a little week off for that, but, uh, getting settled here out, the, out on the West coast for the time being, which is really exciting. Um, today we were going to talk a little bit. We've talked to me and top shot a little bit. We're just going to dive into some particulars on it, some things that have happened surrounding it as far as investments go and, and uh, how how cards are selling really, how how all these like moments are selling on the marketplace. Uh, we'll jump into a couple video platforms as well that we uh, found pretty cool. And then as always, funding rounds at the end. So before we jump into all that, I wanted to highlight um, something really just from the sports tech world. Um, so Sports Innovation Lab, which is run by uh, Angela Ruggiero, uh, which is a market intelligence firm, is launching a women's leadership board comprised of 22 female executives from the sports, media, and technology industries. Uh, the initiative brings together leaders from the NBA, NHL, NFL, as well as ESPN, Google, Visa, Coca-Cola, and more. Uh, so the goal of this is using Sports Innovation labs data and research to support each individual members continued professional success but also leveraging the collective power of the network so shout out to them shout out to uh, angela and everything that they are doing over at sports innovation lab uh, this is just continued uh, really continued excellence from what they've really been doing over the last uh, couple of years here especially within like i said the sports uh, technology sector so let's get into a little bit. I, I guess we'll call this our first story of the, of the day, but we've highlighted NBA Top Shot a couple of times. We were going to this week because it was going to hit the funding rounds, right? So let's just hit that at the beginning. Uh, they are, so Dapper Labs is, is, is really the maker kind of behind what is NBA Top Shot. Also, if you're not familiar, right, NBA Top Shot comes from like Crypto Kitties, right? Crypto Kitties was like the beanie babies within crypto. All of a sudden, Dapper Labs is like, hey, let's do something around trading cards. Let's start with the NBA. So they are now raising $250 million on a $2 billion valuation. Uh, pretty crazy. Let's just jump into Taylor. I know. So both of us, uh, uh, Taylor has is, is gotten into it here recently. I was, I, I, honestly, I honestly kicked myself. I was in the beta for nba top shot and was just kind of lazy about it like i had uh reached out i saw i saw the story you know about a year ago or uh, not a year ago maybe like nine months ago and so i reached out to them got into the beta like explained to them what i do within sports technology they they hooked me up with like a beta uh login and everything so i signed up with dapper labs and then to be honest i just like let it fall off i would get all these emails and they'd be like hey check out this check out that yada yada and I just didn't respect. It's just one of those where you're you're seeing the emails come through, and I was like, ah, whatever. Stupid, 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 dumb. It was stupid of me. I I'm kicking myself every day uh, about it. Now, obviously, it is in this incredibly like booming place. Uh, you know, like a LeBron James card back in February sold for more than two hundred thousand dollars. I believe last month, right? They had over two hundred and thirty million uh, dollars spent on their platform uh on virtual moments uh it's just it's just in this incredible place uh, 
Taylor, I guess, what are your thoughts on it right now? Do you feel like it's in this, obviously it's booming because people on Twitter are talking about it. When you, when you're able to buy something, a pack for $14 and 99 cents, but then sell it, you know, for sell one card for a hundred thousand dollars. Of course, people are going to gravitate towards it, trying to make quick money. What are your thoughts on it? And what do you think about trying to navigate the platform and also just digital collectibles? Yeah. So if people don't know, if you don't know what NBA top shot is, NBA top shot is a, uh, NFT that basically if you want to call it a widget that stores a digital moment of NBA players that then people can own. You don't own the physical rights to the video, but you have that specific blockchain ID that uh, the scarcity of that said ID gives it the value that we're seeing right now. So right now it's just with NBA. Uh, Top Shot has that partnership with the NBA. So you get these exclusive clips and it is taking off. And so if you don't know what an NFT is, it lives off of uh, the, Ether, the Ethereum blockchain. There's other blockchains as well, but Ethereum is kind of the biggest one. And I believe Dappers is off of Ethereum. But um, it's just kind of a sector within crypto. And basically, it's all digital. So now we have this digital trading aspect for uh, moments, which is now you know kind of the new the new trading card. And so... You know, that's why I'm wearing my shades right now. I'm, st- I'm stunting on everybody because why? Just like Sterling said, I'm going up in dollars. T-Mac adding commas to after his name. Why? Because I got my pack. My pack about to be flipped and I'm about to make this money out here. Pay $14. I'm going to come up with a couple bands. That's my whole goal. That's why I'm so I'm stunting with these O's. You don't know about these O's, Sterling. These are them high-priced O's. So I'm excited about it. And I think, um, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people, I think, that are – you uh, already in the waiting list to sign up because I think they've kind of paused signing up just yeah. due to the, due to the um, you know, major activity that they've had and interest from all of those traders that are trying to get into the game. So I'm happy that I'm in where I am now. So even though, you know, I, the, the, the packs you get are random. So it's not like you're going to get a LeBron James, a Zion Williamson all the time. I mean, I, I got a DeAndre Hunter um, in one of my packs and, it's one of those things where right now you just let it sit and as time goes on and the popularity goes up and, you know, more, you know, millions of subscribers log in to NBA Top Shot and wherever this partnership goes, I hope that value can, can you know, soar up or try and find the right selling strategy to get my exit strategy for my card. So it's it's an exciting time and it, it takes you back to, like you said, with uh, how you used to be excited with opening packs of cards. Yeah, it is. It is really fun, right? I, um I love still buying like a pack of cards and we'll kind of jump to that here in a second, but you said something that's super interesting and, and, and I, I want to highlight that again and make sure people understand that I, the part of this that is super unique, right. Is the fact that one Dapper labs is an official partner in the NBA. So the moments that they create are creating or like are, you know, essentially approved by the NBA. The other part of that, right. Is they are unique and they are have there's a limited run on these moments, right? So that is why people are jumping at them, especially the ones that are like the super rare ones. I think a rare one, you know, there's only like a hundred or so in a uh, hundred or so moments that are out there. Then you've got the other ones that are like more common, maybe like 3,500, 10,000, something like that. So um, yeah, people are are truly kind of going crazy for this. I mean, if you look at it recently, right? I believe the drop uh, like a week ago had over 200,000 people just in a queue in line when a, when there were only 10,000 packs available. So everyone is trying to vie 
for this marketplace, trying to understand how to utilize it, where to go from it. It's going to be interesting, like if people are going to hold on to these, right? If if the marketplace is going to become something where it's like, I I have my pack and I keep it and I talk about it, like with baseball cards, right? Growing up, it was like, oh, I got a King Griffey Jr., oh, I got an A Rod, or you know, I got a Chipper Jones, mm-hmm. and then you try to trade with people, or you would try to keep them and build it, build up this this catalog, right? Yeah. Where it feels like right now where people are, people are in this, like, I want to buy, see what I get and then flip it and be able to try to make money off of it. As opposed to just like, I want to have moments of NBA players. Yeah. And, and the really cool thing about this, and I think this is what changes the game with people is obviously the transparency that you get with, with blockchain. So if you're not overly familiar with blockchain, any transaction that happens is automatically tracked within the ledger. So you can always see what activity is going down, whether if that's Bitcoin uh, Stellar XLM, Ethereum, Litecoin, yeah. whatever dog, you can always see where money is moving between wallets. So with with this and Dapper being off of one of the sectors of Ethereum, I think you get to see what everybody's doing. So you can see your market value in real time uh, and can you know, and constantly track it. So it's not like you're going to be misled um, thinking that you know you have value here. You, you'll know what you have with a card uh, as it goes up or as it goes down. So it's really cool. Um, seeing, you know, obviously, you know, where people are selling, what the market is doing. So, uh, the big thing with this too, you know, you know, you have struck the right chord when you have the NFL PA already taking heed of what's, what's going on with, uh, NBA top shot and looking at what they can do from a cryptocurrency perspective, because the biggest thing right now with sports is how can we maximize revenue? And then obviously if you have that intertwined with, uh, you know, it's structured into contracts as well with players, and then they can reap the benefits of this as well. That's very enticing. So the NFLPA is already kind of taking a look at this and being like, all right, what what can we do? And if owners are like, all right, well, if this is you've seen five hundred million dollars or or what is it, you know fifty million dollars right now um, in sales come in for um, NBA Top Shot, and you're like, all right, well, you know, how however that's structured between what players get, what teams get. Uh, I think you're going to see, I don't know if it'll be with, with Dapper and, and their partnership, but the NBA will or NFL is going to jump in. And obviously what's going to be a huge question mark is, you know, obviously that the, the tale is old as time with physical baseball trading cards. Yeah. Will the MLB partner up? Or are they going to, you know, do something with tops? Because obviously that partnership for years has been very, I would, you know, lucrative and, and it is nostalgic with the physical, physical card, but this is where the future is going and it's going to be interesting. So if the NFL joins up, oh, sky's the limit. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say, right, with uh, physical cards. One, there's a another platform very similar to like Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shot that, is, um, that has popped up over there in Europe uh, with soccer, right? So they're doing the same thing. I, I believe they just actually raised a little bit of money. Um, to your point, Trading cards are in this boom as well, where especially baseball cards, if you look at some of the older cards, like there's some Mickey Mantles and um, a couple like Ernie Banks that have just recently, um, recently, you know, been traded and, and valued and bought for incredibly high, uh, high amounts. It's crazy. There's been this run for a while. People said, okay, if you have 80s, 90s cards, you just throw them away. Now there's this weird renaissance over the last like two months of like, oh, okay, if you have some 90s cards of certain players or you know certain moments, like then they're actually better than, than they are. The tough thing is there's so many people waiting in line to have their cards graded that you're in this tough position. So you either have to wait 
probably close to a year to get your card graded before you can even sell it. Or you just go to eBay and or Twitter or Instagram and just sell it at a, at a, like a fair market value, right? You just, you, obviously it's not graded, you know, so you, you're going to have to cover some, some things there for the, for the person trying to buy your card. But it's been kind of crazy to see the run on baseball cards here, call it the last 45, 60 days, mm-hmm. especially going into the end of last year. Everyone was saying, okay, like 90s cards devalued, 80s cards devalued. But now there's this, this, this return. It's not just the Mike Trout rookie cards. It's not just the Albert Pujols rookie cards. It's like a, a random Dare Jeter 279, right? That's like, oh, shit, this thing just went for $500,000, right? So um, – Really crazy time right now. So continue to to if you want to get into it, if you want to find your cards, you should do that. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at, like with my cards, especially. I don't need to go to get them graded. Like I'll take a little bit of hit, right? Just to kind of flip them essentially. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you want to go the route of getting them graded, like good luck to you. And and I hope that all works out for you. So just a crazy time right now for trading cards, collectibles. Uh, like like Taylor just explained incredibly well, their blockchain as well, um, and where where things are going as as far as collectibles. So we'll jump into a couple um, really like sports tech video platforms here. We'll talk about expansion and partnerships here within video. So the first one is Pixelot. Um, we highlighted Pixelot probably back in August there. If you want to go back to that podcast, but. Pixelot uses their AI to automatically record games and practices. Uh, You're then able to select and clip key plays, cutting highlights for each player, and shared videos. So they have partnered with Sports Engine to provide automated cameras to U-Sports. Sports Engine um, is that that U-Sports, I don't say like, it's U-Sports platform essentially, right? So um, all the member schools that work with Sports Engine will be able to purchase the technology at a reduced price. Pixelot has two primary cameras that are available. Uh, Air is its own hardware solution optimized for outdoor fields, while the Action Bundle includes the wide frame. Uh, So shout out to them. I think this is super awesome. Obviously, man, going back to like the 90s and the 2000s, you know, Taylor and I are both 90s kids. Um, You know, our dad would like come around to games, and I'm super like very – I'm very happy that he did like in the moment you're like, God, why does my dad have this like, like big ass camera and like, you know, walking everywhere with it. Now it's kind of cool to kind of go back and like watch some of those clips. It's it's we're lucky. I think that Taylor and I both were able to play in college as well. Um, But it's, it's now it's super nice to be able to just have something where you can set it up uh, especially for you as you're not only like trying to get recruited, but just to like work on your game. Right. That was kind of the biggest thing about going back to our practices uh, as we were growing up is like, you just had nothing to go off of. Like, did I do this? Well, did I not do this? Well, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about just the, the, the number of coaches, right. It's like over 70%, right. That are just, they're just parents. They have, they have really no training within the, in the sport that they're coaching. They didn't play at a high level. So when you're not getting the best instruction and then you don't have video to really look at what you're doing, um, your ability to uh, to get better is really reduced. So this is awesome for the youth sports market to really help kids hone in on what they're doing, but also to be able to, like, you know, Instagram is, I, I've thought about that so much, right? It's just like, as I'm a little older and very jealous of the kids now to be able to have, how cool would it have been to be an athlete now, like in middle school, high school, and then obviously going into college. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so many more advantages. Um, but I think this really helps in bridging the gap a little bit, so to speak, with, uh, you know, what, like you said, with youth, with youth organizations. So from a monetary standpoint, some organizations have the means to be able to do a few more things, extra things for uh, their youth athletes, uh, so, you know, whatever, for their athletes um and then 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 others do so this allows like you said for those coaches to you know bring the film in and, and you know perfect example would be you know coach trying to say like spacing is key spacing is key whether this is out there on a field or in or in on inside on the court for basketball or something and you know kids they hear that and they're in visually they're like I feel like I'm far enough away from somebody to keep good spacing on the court or out on the field. But then in reality, they are, they really aren't. And obviously a coach and parents, they can all see it. So being able to have the the ability to record that and then show that to the kids really will then turn the light bulb on and be like, Oh, this is what they're saying. Like, so to me, it looks like, and I feel like I'm doing the right thing, but really I'm not. And it shows this on the court or on, on film. And it's just easier for kids to learn. So with an affordable camera for, uh, youth organiz- organizations to have. And again, they partnered, uh, or, or, sorry, it's used by more than 50,000 youth organizations uh, already. And so uh, this just allows for continued growth and more uh, accurate and uh, precise teaching for players as they are growing up and coming up through the ranks. And it just allows uh, more flexibility from the coach's standpoint and being able to teach. And you don't always have to designate, you know, like you, like you said, with our, our dad bringing cameras around or, you know, designating a parent to film, you can just set the camera up because it has a wide camera lens and then it'll pick up everything. And that's what everybody's looking for. They want to show up, play, have ease of use to try and record if they can, but no extra functionary pieces from other parents. And that's it. I, like I remember it. there were a couple guys that had parents that always would film. And I remember there were a couple plays that I made. This is back in high school. And I was like, man, I, I'd like love to see it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll clip that. And because the parent had essentially just had the video like staring at their kid on the field, it wasn't like a wide angle. Like mm-hmm. you just you missed the whole play that I you know what I mean? Yep. And I was like, oh, God, are you this- are you happy that you watched your son eat grass out there in left field <laughs> and you missed a fantastic diving catch from center field? I hope you're happy. Oh, man, that's crazy. So this is awesome, again, like I said, for you sports. It goes right into the next one that we have. So um, Intel has created a partnership with um, EXOS? EXOS? Am I saying that right? That's right. EXOS, and they have – it's a big training facility as well down in Florida, and they have uh, different – uh, a lot of elite athletes come through for training, whether if that's from a combine perspective. But yeah, Ex- Exos is popping down there in, in uh, Florida, for example. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so what they've uh, developed is uh, this platform or really video platform video source called 3 uh, which will uh, allow access to expert coaches, elite athletes, and high performers to glean additional insights on how technology can be utilized. Um, so really what they're trying to achieve here with this is they feel like there's kind of what, what we just talked about with Pixelide and Sports Engine, right? There's this massive gap in sports within the movement on the field and like how people feel and then what they're actually doing. So what Intel is hoping is that the data that they're able to capture, I know this is super cool because you don't have to wear any sensors. You don't have to like, their their cameras are able to do this as you're able to as you're moving essentially right so mm-hmm. the system sends the video data which is 60 frames per second 
to the cloud for analysis uh, on the Intel Xeon scalable processors, which are built into the Intel Deep Learning Boost AI acceleration capabilities. So then coaches then receive reports and charts that provide a detailed overview of the athlete's sessions. Then from there, right, the coach can then drill into deeper body mechanics and movements to help the athletes. Yeah, and he gave an example, you know, for the reason why um, these cameras can definitely help. And and uh, he was saying how he was uh, training for, you know, a 100-meter sprint. And the, the adjustments that you make with your coach is all off of feel. So right. now you take that feel and you have the skeletal breakdown because that's what the, the, the analysis is going to do in the video as it's recording these athletes training uh, and, you know, elite athletes. And this is where this is really coming into play for them. And so a simple tweak, for example, um, in your running style, as people are training specifically, let's go with NFL scouting combine in the 40 yard dash and just a simple movement of your foot uh, kind of extended, you know, maybe a half an inch. And you're able to break that down and show you analytically, like how much more power, what you're able to do from drive, from a drive force perspective. And, You don't have to wear anything. That's what that's what really captured my eye is everything that we've already talked about. There's always a sensor that you have to wear in conjunction with a um, video camera or something. And so now you don't have to do that. And you can just do your normal process and, and run and train how you normally do without having the secondary think of like, oh, like, hey, make sure you move your right arm first, because that's what's going to trigger the sensor. And then that's what's going to start recording. Like you just do what you need to do. So that's that's the thing that I really like about this, but it really does make a huge difference being able to now, you know, give you that analytical breakdown of stuff that you couldn't record prior um, and you don't have to wear anything. And um, you're using it with these these high level athletes. Let me tell you, for example, Exos took a buddy of mine. He was running four, four, ran a four, two, seven at the combine. That's that's the type. Now, imagine now you get that video feed and the breakdown of what you can do for, you know, structure of your body and at the sky's the limit with, with the partnerships and training that you're going to have with these athletes coming through. Yeah, it's impressive. Like you said, I think that's what stuck out to me too. The fact that you don't have to wear any sensors, the camera is able to pick up everything. And to your point, it's like, what am I missing? Right. What is, I feel like you always, you talk about the feel and like you're running, like I had to change my running style. I think I did it at like 17, right. At velocity, but like, I didn't know, people would always try to tell me certain things. Uh, and it's always kind of hard sometimes, right? When your parents are saying stuff and you just like don't want to listen to your parents, but I didn't understand like how to stay locked in or keep my arms like up and down, right? Uh, to be able to run correctly, to be able to maximize the speed that I had. So um, this is super awesome. Again, just that expansion, uh, shout out to them. I, I, you know, I hadn't heard of Exos. So I'm not gonna lie to you. So uh, shout out to what they're doing. And then again, to Intel, I mean, Intel has been, Really, in the sports performance, they have this. Um, I want to get this correct here. What they call their um, call their group here. So the Intel's Olympic Technology Group. Um, Intel's been within really the sports technology realm and sector here for really the past like five six years, uh, doing some really cool things. Not just like the VR and things like that. Uh, yeah. Obviously, engineering some different technologies to move sport uh, forward. So shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few funding rounds here. Um, the first one here is we talked about blockchain earlier. So, uh, blockchain sports venture Chile's, which is heavily involved in European soccer, will invest 50 million in the expansion to the United States, uh, which is pretty 
pretty interesting. There's more to come. They like in the press release that they had. Um, they're really they're they're really just talking about like new digital revenue streams and things like that. So um, I'm excited to see this as far as like crypto goes, fan tokens, like how that all is going to kind of like work and what they're going to bring uh, to the United States here. Uh, the next one is Brand Capital International invest in uh, cricket and and crick clubs. So uh, Brand Capital just invested 4.5 million dollars, really in like a seed. Uh, a series, really like a seed stage investment here, looking to grow crit clubs in the Indian subcontinent, uh, which is pretty cool. I've seen some different things around like cricket and, and mm-hmm. technology, very similar to what they have done like within baseball. So um, in- interested to see what this investment does and kind of what they are focusing on. The last one we have is Hero Capital uh, leads a $15 million investment uh into snowprint double loop and happy volcano those are all games there a pretty big commitment to the uh three game studios i just mentioned um so hero capitals the uh is london base and their focus is investing in games esports digital fitness um and so they're hoping here uh i believe that these three studios are really going to be able to um, kind of like empower what they've uh, really focused on here. They were founded back in 2015 uh, and really are trying to accelerate that growth within uh, within esports and within uh, digital fitness and gaming. And they feel like these three studios are going to be able to help that. So shout out to Hero Capital. And that is the funding rounds for the week. Uh, we appreciate it. Continue to follow us at uh, Sports Tech Atlanta on Instagram and Twitter. As far as some things coming out of the pipeline, you'll see a couple announcements here in the next week from Sports Tech Atlanta Twitter. Some different things going on. We've got a uh, website redesign happening, so check that out very soon. Uh, and we appreciate it. Continue to rate, listen, and subscribe. We hope to see you on the next edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk.